<laughs> all right. Too bad we couldn't record Terry in the process of shredding all those documents. Now we're getting started. <laughs> yeah, we're testing our paper shredder. It's almost election time. <laughs> so you got rid of all those dirty secrets on us. Now we just have to get ready and do our show. I got a brand new box of Pop-Tarts, too. All right. You're giving away all your food secrets is what you're doing. And popcorn. I got a new batch of popcorn. How can we have a, a big cash giveaway to people who listen to the show if you keep telling people are eating? <laughs> they got sunflower seeds and peanuts and all kinds of snacky stuff. Everybody gather around to Terry's snack bar. <laughs> they just don't know what I'm eating. All right. Well, we're going to get started then. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Now that's funny. Hey, everybody, that is correct. This is a podcast. That sounds funny. And this is the week of July 4th. July 4th is today as we're recording this. By the time it gets posted, it won't be. Uh, we are in Season 3, Show 36, Episode 139. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and with me are... Independence Day Terry. Yeah, happy 4th of July, Jill. <laughs> oh, hot as a firecracker or something. Yeah. We're two, 247 years old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, America's sneaking up on being 250. It'd be awesome if they would do something like the Bicentennial where they had, like, a lot of cool stuff all year long. Back then, they'd have like little vignettes on the TV stations in between shows, and everybody was having a bicentennial this or that kind of event all year long. Yep. And some of the coins, if I remember right, the coins had, you know, something about bicentennial on them too. Yeah, I, I think they did. Uh, they had some commemorative coins. I remember we had a bicentennial uh, penny bank where you put the money in Uncle Sam's hand and he hit the button and he drops it into his bag. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, all kinds of nifty doodads. Yep. Uh, but hey, we like to get started with a little bit of what's new. Why are you so excited about what's the matter with you? Does anyone have a question? And uh, I know Terry was saying that he is, he forgot his funny stuff. And I was hoping nobody would forget because I don't have anything written down. <laughs> I got one. All right. We was up in Litchfield Sunday at somebody's house and watching fireworks and my little granddaughter was there she's two and she didn't like the fireworks they were too loud so her and I stayed inside and watched them through the window and I had to keep telling her they're pretty and because she kept saying they're scary and mm -hmm. I said but they're pretty and she looked up and she'd look at them and she said hey there's the moon <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, a two-year-old. Notice the moon. Heck with the fireworks. <laughs> the fireworks looked just like the moon. They were shooting the moon at people. <laughs> I thought it was funny because we were trying to get her to, you know, oh, pretty fireworks, and she got distracted by the moon. You know, when we used to watch the fireworks, they would do it up at Buck Park. We'd, we, was, we always would watch them from the like, Kmart parking lot. 
and I, I always thought that was annoying because we're just so far away from them. But mm -hmm. maybe she, you should do something like that with her because sound takes five seconds to reach you, you know, per mile. Yeah. And if, if we would watch the fireworks, you'd see them go up and they'd go you know, all directions. And all of a sudden you're, you know, like after they were had already exploded. And so maybe having her see the explosion first before she heard the pop. Right. That would be a good idea because they were just right outside the house, like, in the, I think they were in the street. Because that that could be kind of scary because they when they go on they are really loud booms. <laughs> they sound like uh, depends on the fireworks. They sound they sound like small arms fire. They can sound like a machine gun fire. They can you know, sound like of course you know cannons or mortar or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I can I can see the sounds being scary, but maybe you should do it from a distance, like or, or if they're still doing with the an Alton on the Mississippi River. Because even there, last night. they would last shoot them off, and you, you would see him before he hurt her and go pop. Yeah, I kept I telling her, pretty fireworks, and she'd say, pretty fireworks? Like, she's questioning me. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're scary. I said, no, they're pretty. We have to be brave. Uh, but anywho, yeah, I don't really have an awful lot. We, we did go to a fireworks show over the weekend on the first and we were watching the fireworks and I had a my phone went bling but I tried to answer and it wouldn't pick up but we were in a place where you, cell phone coverage was pretty much non-existent so uh -huh. I was even surprised it even rang at all then the next day I checked and it had this really convoluted message on my phone <laughs> I should probably read it because me <laughs> yeah was it for me yeah the one you the message you left is 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 kind of funny. I, I might try to find it, or maybe I'll read it for our, our emails later. Uh, it was, I don't remember what I said. I, well, I was telling Chris, you know, whenever you speak, you know, you can talk and pause, and then maybe restate this thing and restate the thing, and and when you're listening to it, your brain processes it, and it makes sense. But whenever it all gets dictated down ver verbatim, <laughs> like. <laughs> that is so weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna threaten to read it on the show. <laughs> oh, so you let your phone uh, type it in the text and read it to you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I get some of those, and it'll say underscore underscore, and then it'll throw a word at oh, underscore underscore. <laughs> it it they didn't do that. I mean, I, I have a, a different app. It's not the standard Apple. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, if we don't have a lot more of the opening comments to talk about. Who are you? How do you have the police? Why don't you leave me alone? Random stuff. But we have uh, some random topics. Oh, so we got to spin the wheel. Yeah. So what's three? Well, I don't know what three is, but we're going to do holidays. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, today's 4th of July. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. I need to have a number from one through seven to pick a holiday for the week now. Yeah. 
Well, Pick to count them off, today being the 4th, that counts as 1, 2, July 5th. Uh, is National Workaholics Day on July 5th. So all of you workaholics out there. <laughs> Ooh, it's National Bikini Day. Work out, work in your bikini, workaholics. Yeah. And if I recall, the bikini was invented in 1946 or 7 or thereabouts. Wow. Late 40s it was. So that means it's what, the 60, 70, 75-year-old bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> work at the car wash. So if you're a 75-year-old, wear your bikini. Yeah. Commemoration. Car wash. National Apple Turnover Day. So if you got some apples, turn them over. <laughs> They're done. Turn them over. It is National Graham Cracker Day. I like me some graham crackers and some s'mores. Are you cooking over there? It smells good. You know what we? I I kind of miss. We when we were kids, mom would uh, like make a cake and she'd have icing and she had leftover, so she would put the box of graham crackers and smear icing on them and we'd have like and graham cracker sandwich cookies. Yeah. Mom, no. no. My wife never does that. She's mean. <laughs> Just go buy a little tub of frosting and a box of graham crackers. <laughs> I, I've mentioned that before whenever we've had graham crackers, but nope, she won't do it. Hmm. To her, they're too gross. Like, they're not gross. They're like, yeah, I may. Well, even if you just broke them in the sections, your graham crackers, and dipped them in the tub of frosting like a chip, chip and dip. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Break them off in a little oblong uh, rectangle thing and you know, snap them apart. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to go swipe a tub of frosting out of the pantry. So I wonder how come, <laughs> how come this is open? There's crumbs all in it. <laughs> That's my special one. Leave it alone. <laughs> it, it is uh, News Recreation Week. What is it? News Recreation Week. I don't even know what News Recreation would be. You're going to read a newspaper while you water ski? I don't know. <laughs> Oh wow, that's all there is on the on the list for July fifth holidays. Why don't you tell me about this happy thing? What is it? Just one little hint. Would you mind telling me what a man like yourself is doing here? It's time for news. I'm sure Terry's got news to start us off. <laughs> a cow Murr. in Alabama interrupts vacation Bible school. <laughs> he wants to learn about Jesus. I wonder if, if cows in the South live in Cow-Abama. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the Taylorville Baptist Church, a cow was out wandering around the neighborhood. The police were trying to wrangle it up. And it headed for this church. <laughs> Where Holy cow. Senior Pastor Daryl Atkins, or not Daryl, said, uh, The uh, day the cows went berserk. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Atkins was alerted to his presence. <laughs> he just thought it was our church lady, but it was just a big cow in a dress. <laughs> oh. Don't eat while you're trying to talk, because you'll choke. I'm not trying to breathe. Step um, away from Terry's snack bar. <laughs> Put your hands above your head. 
Deep breath. <laughs> and he saw the cow. It looked like the cow was charging through the through the window of the church. And he stared, stared at the people in the church, and the people in the church were staring at the cow. <laughs> Hmm. There was the cow was inside kids. the church or was outside no, the church? It was on the outside looking in and they were oh. on the inside looking out. You, you know what the cow was there kids. for? It was really angry because it saw the big sign about the church potluck barbecue. <laughs> the spare big chickens are going to barbecue in there. Pulled pork. None of us beef. <laughs> yeah. They weren't expecting to have all that excitement. They called the the wildlife rescue people, they came, lassoed the cow, and led it away. No cow was heard in the telling of the story. <laughs> My story is about a turtle. It catches a ride on a Michigan computer train. Commuter train. Rick McDoshi took a video of this turtle on this train. He was probably tired of going slow, so he hopped on this train to see what it felt like to go fast. <laughs> but Teenage mutant turtle. Yeah, it could have been a mutant turtle. It says he was on the blue line from Arlington to Fargo. Oh, wow. And this guy just stared with his jaw dropped. He, looking for a new place to buy pizza since New York is canceling all their pizzerias, pizza ovens. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get rid of them. So the turtles are moving out. <laughs> now, it didn't say how big this turtle was, but it was small enough that it could crawl under the seats on this train. So I'm thinking it's just a regular little turtle. It, it wasn't quite a teenage ninja turtle. It was like a, a toddler mutant ninja turtle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had a diaper on, little, little pull up. <laughs> yeah, and then it says that he called the, uh, let's see, he called the security for the train to let them know what he found, the turtle. And so they sent uh, people to come get the turtle and return him to the wildlife. What is watermelon snow? It yeah. turns out patches of snow in Utah mountains have turned pink in so-called watermelon snow. It looks pretty, but it indicates bad news for the environment. Hmm. Uh, sniverus is a bacteria. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> well, I tried to once. That was too hard. <laughs> Uh, it's a type of an algae, and it gets into the snow when it reaches like certain temperatures. It gets warmed up a little bit, and the phenomenon occurs mostly or largely in northern Italy in the you know Italian Alps. Uh, it'll warm up the bacteria, the algae gets in there, turns the snow pink. Uh, but it's bad for the environment because I don't know why. Uh, but with all the uh, the boring information uh, about the uh, pink snow. I thought, oh, darn it. I thought it was a cat in the hat, and thing one and thing two went crazy up there. Yeah. 
I know they say don't eat yellow snow. I bet you're not supposed to eat the pink snow either. Yeah, you shouldn't eat the pink snow because it has got algae, bacteria, stuff in it. But uh, the article goes on with a lot of scientific stuff and Arctic and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, that was funny. I thought it was uh, the cat in the hat invaded him in Utah. <laughs> A French man, 39 years old, who had said, in the attempt to accomplish this feat, broke two world records. Um, but a man runs 893 feet while totally on fire. Wow. Did he do this on purpose? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 800 feet doesn't sound very remarkable until you get the part that said totally on fire. It's like, that's a long Stop way. Stop, drop, and roll, man. Stop, <laughs> drop, and roll. About 10 <laughs> steps is a long way. <laughs> he, he broke the fastest full body burn 100 meters with no oxygen in 17 seconds. Hmm. No oxygen? Wow. That's one of the records he broke in the. You, you hold your breath and you just go for it. Huh? That's a long way to run, holding your breath. I don't care if I'm you know, I bet there was a, a pool at the end that he was running the dive into. It. <laughs> he, he was on a, on, a, on a quick fat burner diet. <laughs> Jonathan Vero. calories. Jonathan Vero of France. He is 39. He. The furthest distance. Saying the word was. This, this does turn out okay, doesn't it? <laughs> he did uh hold on set the record for the furthest distance ran in full body burned during this attempt at 272 meters which is 893 feet you know but uh yeah he um he's also he's a fireman he's a fire fire uh fireman and he's also a stunt man and well he was a fireman all right <laughs> man on fire and he donned a protective suit and he was set on fire and he gave him a hot foot he did the first 328 feet in 17 seconds, like I said, and they were previously held by a British firefighter. There was 670 feet. I guess he didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> I got another one about a train, but this one is in London. A commuter train. It was it was halted because there was something on the tracks. It was a swan. You would think the swan would figure out a train's coming and waddle off the tracks, but for some reason, I guess the engineer seen it and decided to stop the train and let the swan finish doing whatever it was doing on the tracks. Because <laughs> the train sat for an hour holding up all the other trains. And like I said, I don't know what the swan was doing there. Must have been it's time to squat on the tracks. He was waiting for Christmas so he could join his other swans of swimming. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs>
Um, you said this is in Britain? Yeah, in London. Yeah, because yeah, it's illegal to kill swans, I think, there. Yeah, I did a report on that one, a, a top 10 or something on that, not long Because swans are considered like, you know, the food of royalty, although I don't think they eat them anymore, but they, they used to be what they were known for. You think it'd take more than one swan to stop a train, though. I mean, that's kind of silly. If it's illegal to kill them, the train's going to see the stupid bird and stop. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe. I got to run over I had a, stupid swan and get big I had a dream the other. I had a dream the other night that there was a cardinal flying around inside my house. Got uh -huh. a bird there. It's like, oh, that's weird. The cardinals are giving you the bird, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. If you are in Korea, you may suddenly find yourself a year or two younger. Uh, huh? so I heard that. I heard that that story. Now, one thing how they count birthdays, it's not just Korea, it's a lot of places in Asia. And now, if you think about how we count our years, like when you say, oh, it's the 20th century, but if it's the 20th century, all the years start with 19 something. And now we're in the 21st century, but we count, you know, 20 something was it as the date? It's because, you know, from year one to year 100 is the first century. Well, that's kind of how they count their birthdays is, you know, let's say you're born on, oh, July 4th in Korea. Uh, of this year, you instantly would be one year old because you're in your first year of birth. And then once you hit one year from now, you'll be two because you're in your second year of being alive. That's, and that's how they got their birthdays. So if you say that you're, you know, uh, you know, 50 years old, well, you, you did this, you might actually be 49 if you hadn't reached your birthday yet. And what they did is they're, they've gotten away from the Asian Korean system of counting birthdays and they're going to the way that the rest of the world does it, where on day one, you are zero years old. <laughs> right. Well, you had to count by, up to birthday, one Now you're one. Right. So instantly you, you could be a year younger, but, but where does the two years come in? Well, in Korea, no matter what day you were born on, July 4th or October 2nd or whatever, on January 1, everybody advances another year. <laughs> so let's say you were born on December 31st, you're one year old. Tomorrow is January 1st. Now you're two years old. Wow. And they're only two days old. <laughs> that would work great if they would do that for the pay rate, you know. Get a pay. Uh, but then from there, you know, next year you're three, the next year you're four, and so forth. And so, therefore, somebody who's had a birthday, say later in the year, like you know, in December, uh, you could you could find yourself being two years younger because of the way they they just kind of hit the reset button on people's birthdays. That's kind of a funny story. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. Um, in Nebraska, which not really not Alabama, but in Nebraska, on Interstate 80, it was shut down for seven hours when a cattle truck hauling cows rear-ended a semi-truck carrying a load of beef burritos. <laughs> and 
It spilled its load of burritos all over the highway. And all they had to do was let the cows get off and eat them all. <laughs> They'd be cannibals. Uh, yeah. Cannibal cows. That's like the cannibal clowns. Um, but anyway, the uh, semi spilled several boxes of burritos, and I don't know why it took them seven hours, but <laughs> I could have ate them up really quick. But you know, <laughs> it took seven hours to clean up the mess. And then they had to rustle up all the cows, and one oh, must yeah. have escaped and went down to Arkansas or something. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Oh, why couldn't I have been born homely? Why don't you stop coming around here and bothering me? Jill's Word Words. It would be time for uh, Word Words. And I got some weird ones for you this week. Our first word is Calithump. You spell it C A L L I T H U M P. Calithump. It starts with a G, like golf. It starts with a C, like city. Oh, that's where you thump your cow and see if it's ripe. Cow, cow, cow a dump. That's where your cows take a poop at. <laughs> and this is a noun, and it's actually an American word. It says so. It must be fairly new. I don't know. Cow a thump. You thump your cow to see if it's ripe. Oh. Yeah, you thump it. If it sounds hollow, it's good. Like a watermelon. <laughs> do you thump the udder or do you thump like the side? <laughs> the udder's full. <laughs> Look out. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it's checking the rightness of your cow. That's what it means. Well, this word is actually a parade where you blow horns and metal instruments to make a lot of noise. Like so a I big thinking, brass band parade. Like yeah, 4th of band. July would be a perfect day to have this word. <laughs> High school bands out marching around. Yeah. Okay. yeah. A, ca- a cow dump, huh? A cow dump. The cow's taking a dump on the parade out there. They see me mowing my front lawn. Let's see. Oh, our next word is the Jesus. The Jesus, Jesus. That's not hard. He hung on a cross, died for your sins, a long time ago. Well, it's spelled a little different. It's D I E G E S I S. The Jesus or D D I E G E S I S. D D Jesus D. Because maybe it's a, a G if it's like, maybe it's a G instead of a J. Yeah. Digesis. 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 Die, Jesus. <laughs> no, right? Again, the Jesus sacrifice on the cross, crucified. Digesis. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, playing Dig Dug. You're that little guy that's playing Dig Dug. Oh. That's, and if that's the guy's these- name. Yeah. The dig dug. I like that. I like to answer better. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, this I word, concur. You concur. <laughs> Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. This word means a narrative or a plot in a movie. No, I don't. That's <laughs> <laughs> because a narrative or plot. Who would a narrative or plot in a movie? <laughs> the storyline, the drama, whatever. <laughs> Yep, our next word is vulpine. V U L P I N E. Vulpine. V like Victor. Vulpine. You are like a werewolf. Like equine, or like is like a horse, horse like. Bovine is like a cow. So a vulpine is like a wolf. <laughs> a wolf. wolf. Going... Well, it is an adjective, and it says it's an Italian word, so it may be pronounced a little different. I don't know. I, I'm going to stick with either like a vampire or like a wolf. It's one of those two. <laughs> well, I suppose it is an animal. It's... I'm just too wide and really, really wide and First in my class here at MIT. Got skills, I'm a champion at D&D. MC Escher, that's my favorite MC. Keep your 40 out, just have an Earl Grey tea. It says related to a fox. I'm... Foxes oh. are similar to wolves. Uh, okay, I, I guess a wolf would be lupine because, you know, lupo or lupus or whatever they're called, I don't know. Um, yeah, okay, vulpine is like a fox. Makes you wonder fox. what the fox might say about that. But there's no sound that no one knows. What does the fox say? And our next word is cosset, C-O-S-S-E-T. That last letter was a P? A T. T like Terry. T. Cosset. Cosset or cosset. And it's a it, verb. It's that thing that ladies put on and they tie around like a girdle. That's a corset. <laughs> well, I'm in, I'm in Boston. I don't pronounce my R's. <laughs> okay. Well, it says it's a verb and it's Anglo-Norman French. I'm going to cost it. You run across the head. Um, I don't know. It makes me think of a Cossack, which I think is another name for maybe a Russian or something. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper. I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're going to stay amazed. My fingers moving so fast, I'll set the place ablaze. Well, this, this says it means to care for and protect in an overindulgent way. I'm assuming kind of like a helicopter mom, they always say is always hovering over their kid. I like my chocolate. Don't touch my chocolate. I'm going <laughs> to contact you. Crunch the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like you protect whatever indulgent yeah, behavior. Killer rap, I haven't run. At Pascal, well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Yeah. And our next word is super jacent. S U P E R J A C E N T. Well, that's self explanatory. <laughs> yeah, a guy named Jason, and he's super. Super Jason. What those people are tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> he's not a superhero. <laughs> 
Well, the word adjacent means next to, so maybe super adjacent means on top of, because super means over. Huh. I just thought super meant like great. <laughs> it, it can, uh, but super like hyper or hypo, hyper is over, hypo is under. Oh. Happy days is my favorite theme song. I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong. I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on. I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon. Huh. Well, this it says it means technical or overlying. So, I mean, you kind of got that part right. Well, it yeah. over, overlying, but technical, technical overlying. Technical overlying. I mean, overlying, I get super adjacent, but technical, whatever. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going by what I, I was in the message. <laughs> I think your dictionary is stupid. That's what I think. <laughs> Sometimes I think so too. Okay, our next word is single tus. S i n g u l t u s. Single. Just, it's only one tus and not two tuses. <laughs> oh. Or is it cussing like a cuss word? Like no, a T. Oh. Another another with Terry. T U S. Single, but with a U in the middle. Single. It's it's a it's a seagull, but he sings, and he sounds like uh, a singer. Well, what's, named a, tuss. <laughs> what's a tuss? I don't know what a tuss is, but it's single. Uh, Maybe it's a fat woman. I don't know. Yeah, a fat woman <laughs> named Tess. I mean Tess. Yeah. <laughs> named Tessie. Well, Single fat woman. Uh, a single fat woman. Could be a single, a single fat woman with the hiccup. Just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. That word means hiccups. Oh. Good. <laughs> okay. I'll go for that. Sure. Sure. So a tuss must have something to do with hiccup, and I don't know. But it shouldn't be single because you can't always just hiccup. I wonder once. if you had, had a double time if you would hick, 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 it's A P E R C U. Apper, Apper Apper I thought you said pepper stew. It's like, I guess you could do that. Put some bell peppers and some uh, beef stew or something. Pepper stew. Somebody no. left a P off. <laughs> pepper. Peppers. Peppers. A P E. A P E. Yeah. Aper. 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 You put monkeys in it, but King Kong's in her ape. A, a, a stew made out of King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> That's one big bowl of stew. <laughs> Elephant soup. Is that an airplane wing in my stew? <laughs> oh my goodness. You're actually making some of these Aper coups as we're making guesses because. Just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Because so it means a funny comment. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> we are ahead of our time, I guess, on that one. I guess. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of this segment. <laughs> Who cares I'm if we get it right? <laughs> We're going to make epicus on all of them. Right. I've been browsing, inspecting X-Men comics. You know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. <laughs> Our next one is Memora Tear. M-E-M-O-R-I-T-E-R. I-T-E-R. Mit. Mem. Mem. Iter. Mem- yeah. Memitor. I'm never sure where to put the emphasis on which syllable. <laughs> hmm. Well, like a cenotar is a guy with a horse's body, so maybe a mimitar is a woman with a horse's body. Yeah. A mimitar and a cimitar. Mimitar. Well... It's a this tomb word, for Terry. A, a tomb for Terry. There we go. <laughs> what? A tomb? That's what Terry said. <laughs> oh. Memory. Uh, memor, memory. Yeah. It means. It, it memorandum memory. of Terry. Yeah. I memorize Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R O T F L O L? It's a memory. Terry, needs, the, Terry needs this, actually. When he chokes it, on his uh, Terry snacks, he's going to have a mimitar. <laughs> it actually means things that you have memorized or by heart. Things that you know uh, by heart. Nothing. Mem- <laughs> Terry like, needs yeah. this in his brain. Memorized. Nursery rhymes and yeah, things you just know by heart that you've memorized. Telephone number. Got a business doing websites. My friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my doll. Our next word is demiurge. And it's spelt D E. M I U R G E. Demiurge. Demi urge. It starts with a D. D- like Demi urge. Well, yeah. demi means like half of something, like semi, demi. You know. So you, you don't have a full urge, just a half of urge. I want, <laughs> I want, the, I want the whole cake, just half of the cake. Okay. <laughs> don't bring me one cookie, just bring me half of the cookie. I only have a demi urge. Huh. So does that mean that Demi Moore is half of a Demi? <laughs> yeah. Do you want the left half or the right half? Maybe the top <laughs> half or the bottom half? Depends on how I do that. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the Gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. Oh, well, <laughs> this word means you're responsible for the creation of the or the universe. Responsible for the creation of the universe. So God, um, I guess God like the urge. He had the urge to build a demi. God built God. built the earth for all the dummies. Yeah, do that. Get freaky, nerdy, indie, extreme, and wider than sour cream. Our next word is schism. S-C-H-I- S M schism. A giant crack schism? or a rift between two things. Schism. Schism. Look at that lady with the big butt with the large schism. Yeah, well, I can think maybe. of something dirty, but well, no, no, Keith got it right, kind of. But you know, you said like a, a this says between people. 
like right. a difference of opinions caused between people. Well, it, it can it can be that too, but it can be like you know the Grand Canyon is a huge schism between the left shore and the right shore or something. It's just uh, it's a huge deep dividing. It could be a you know schism in a rock, the schism in between you know continents, the schism between people. It's just a right. big, big deep uh, ravine or a divide that's too hard to overcome. Kind of like the Democrats and the Republicans have a schism between them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The red states and the blue states, the city people and the country people. Yeah, but that's our 10 words for the week, so we get to move on to Terry's top Ding, ding, 10. ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, already? Okay. Yeah, that was 10 of them. Why that in, great. Will you need anything else? Yes, a good swift kick in the... No. No, I guess not. Here's Terry Top 10. Top 10. I've got top 10 list today is 10 ridiculous acts that cost actors their jobs. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And this was done in May 28th of 2023 so oh pretty recent pretty recent list not one of these old ones Ken? rick moranis was fired from the breakfast club for using a Russian accent. <laughs> a Russian accent. Huh? Huh. He yeah, didn't want to... Go ahead. I don't, I don't even see why that would be a thing, but sure, whatever. <laughs> he, he didn't want to portray the part as it was written in the script for the janitor character. <laughs> Besides the kids in the, in the detention, you know, they had two other characters. One was the teacher principal and the other was a janitor well he showed up he didn't want to do it the way it was written he showed up with gold caps on his teeth with a buzz haircut with a real thick russian accent and he got fired natasha yeah. the moose the squirrel get them <laughs> done huge fired funny i would think but whatever number nine David Herman, which I don't remember him, but Pee Wee's Longhorn brother. <laughs> he got fired from M80 TV, which was a show similar to Saturday Night Live. Oh. Um, Going to hear remember it. We're not an MTV fan back in the 80s. Yeah. He was offered a job like on the, a show called Office Space. And, but then he wanted out of his contract. So whenever he would do his table readings, he would yell all of his lines all the time. And they eventually got tired of it and fired him. He would just shout his line, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm saying my lines. I love you, my dear. <laughs> 
What? I am yeah. whispering. What do you mean? <laughs> Number eight. Dan Aykroyd, uh, he fired J.T. Walsh um, for for being in a movie about John Belushi. Wow, that makes no sense. He went to a movie about John Belushi. You're fired. I hate you. Well, J.T. Walsh was in a movie about John Belushi that portrayed John Belushi's dark side. It was a movie called Wired, where he did a crappy job of portraying John Belushi's story. Oh. Dan Aykroyd held a grudge he against him. He was in the movie as in he was starring in the movie, not went to see the movie. <laughs> and he was supposed to be in the movie Loose Cannons, but Dan Aykroyd fired him, you know, because he held a grudge against him. But number seven. Chris Hansen. Um, he, he got caught on film cheating. And he was fired. Got caught on film cheating, right? Like he was now, in a movie with with a woman who wasn't his wife or something. <laughs> well, anyway, um, he was in the he was the guy that was on the Dateline thing to catch a predator, and where they would set up people to catch the predators, but he was fired from NBC because he was caught on on a hidden camera cheating on his wife. Oh. So they fired him. He was trying to pick up ladies who he wasn't married to, huh? <laughs> I guess. But because of the image, you know, he's supposed to be his, you know, guy catching predators. Proper, yeah. yeah he, he's supposed to be the, the catching of the predators, not being caught by the predator. <laughs> and number six. Owner of a lonely heart. Daniel Hensley. No relation. <laughs> he was he fired. Wrong. He was fired from a show, a show or movie called Murder One. For murdering for someone. someone. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let me, let me go back. Let me read the name. David Hensley mm. was fired from fire from Murder One for pooping at home. Pooping at home? Yeah. Why would that get you fired? You must poop at our studio only. Our <laughs> studio restroom is the only place he authorized. Told, he, he told uh, Steve Botsko, who is the producer director of the TV show, um, he told the producer he could not, He every day he was late because he couldn't leave home until he went poop. Yeah. And so... <laughs> He couldn't. He couldn't poop anywhere else but in his own home. It was, so the other actually, bathroom was just weren't the same as the comfort of his own home. They even <laughs> offered. They even offered to get him an apartment right across the street, <laughs> so he'd be closer to work and he could poop and then come in to do the filming. But 
He got fired for pooping at home. <laughs> okay, okay. Number number five. Yeah! We're not gonna take it. No, we ain't gonna take it. Thomas was fired from the TV show Cheers for insulting Rhea Perlman on the radio. I don't even know who that is. Was he a regular on Cheers? Oh, yeah, well, Rhea yeah. was the one lady that worked on, in Cheers. Well, I know who she was, but Jay... The guy? Jay, Jay Thomas, went, and on the show, they got married. He was her boyfriend, then they got married. And then whatever. Oh, that he... goofy looking guy. Yeah, right. Dave Thomas, wasn't he? He was one of the McKenzie brothers. The McKenzie brother dude, Dave Thomas. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think that's another Dave Thomas. The guy that owned Wendy is Dave Thomas. <laughs> well, this, uh, uh, he, uh, he was on the show and they were married on the show. And so after he went on this radio show and said how disgusting it was to actually have to kiss Rhea Perlman on camera, um, he was there by killed off shortly by getting hit by a Zamboni. Oh. On the show. You know. She'll show him all right. Yep. Because his character on the show, he was a hockey player, you know. Okay. And he was always fighting all the time. That's why they thought he'd be a good character for Rhea Perlman because she was this smart aleck little waitress. A scrappy little waitress. Yeah. Number four. Richard Gere was fired for getting mustard on Sylvester Stallone's pants. Uh. <laughs> They you were mustard on my pants. You got pants on my mustard. Two great things. <laughs> oh, so this Reese's peanut butter cups. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know what movie was that that he was on or got fired Lord, from? Lords of Flatbush. Ah, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, I'd heard early on there was some movie, I couldn't remember it, where they just didn't get along. Their personalities just caught. Class so much that he just purposely did something to get fired. That, that sounds familiar. Richard Gere was eating a half a chicken with mustard on it. Uh, eating in a car and it spilled on Sylvester Sloan's pants and he didn't say, Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, all I remember is there was some kind of a huge personality conflict and Sylvester they, they had a lot of artistic differences and stuff. He, Says he elbowed him out of the car. <laughs> yeah. And caused a big feud and fighting. And uh, late afterwards, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone was the one who started the the rumor of the, the gerbil story with Richard Gere. Number three. Now I gotta cut loose. Foot loose. Kick off the Sunday shoes. 
was fired from Saturday Night Live for sabotaging a skit. Huh. Hmm. It was during a parody of Miami Vice. Damon Wayans was portraying the detective. Uh, Lorne Michaels said in the suit he was wearing, he looked like a pimp. Hmm. And, and so he told him he should wear a police uniform. And so well, it was Miami period, Vice. Of course, he had a little okay, pimp. <laughs> right, they wore you know some suits, you know, and stuff, whatever. But then, uh, um, on the final day of filming, he was in a police uniform, but he portrayed the the character very flamboyantly, yeah, and gay, <laughs> and and after the skit was over, he was fired on the spot. He looks so fabulous at that point. <laughs> they try. They would try. I used to enjoy watching just to see how much stuff they could try to get away with saying on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be a lot funnier. Like when they have the thing about the sweaty balls and stuff. Oh, you know? Yeah. And the funny thing with that is the one lady, her dad was in the audience while they were doing that bit. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> so nervous. My dad's right, right there. We're talking about twenty miles. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, number two. So why don't you use it? Try not to bruise it. Why don't lose it? Russell Brand was fired for dressing as Osama bin Laden um, it, the day after 9 <laughs> <clears> 11. <throat> oh. Well, that would be bad timing on his part. I would think. <laughs> no. Yeah. A little too soon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, hopefully he's wearing a bulletproof vest under that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot Shut of people up. would not have been happy to see him. <laughs> right. He had, a, he had a job on MTV till September 13th. <laughs> nah. And uh he was he was also tested positive of being high on marijuana as well, but that when he got fired, but what, number one is an actor is doing marijuana no <laughs> <laughs> number one. Michael, I pronounce it wrong, but it's Michael Boublier. Boublier. Michael Boublier. Michael Bubble. Michael Bubble. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what my computer said. Michael Bubble. And I go, but then later, Bublé. I said, oh, Bublé. Michael Boublier. He was fired from the X Files for stealing a hot dog. <laughs> so he could drip it on the other guy's leg. <laughs> He must have got mustard on what's his face his pants. I don't know. That's oh, right. Yeah, it's alien uh, juice. Really, <laughs> he was a extra 
on the X Files. He was on the set, and they had uh, he had a part as an extra on the submarine on one of the episodes, and they had a lunch buffet spread out on the table for the actors, not the extras. And he ate hot dogs off the table for the big star actors, and he got fired. Hmm. Yeah, it's not big enough to have one of the expensive Hollywood hot dogs, I guess. Yeah, I thought the food was out there for anybody. <laughs> but then he went on to be a singer and crooner, Michael Bublé. Wow. So, are we ready to go on? Oh, yeah. That's the end of my list. Whew. This place is really hot in the wilderness. Yep. Uh, well. Yeah. I work and I slave, and what do I get? Then it will be time for our anchor topic, which is our segment where we talk about blindness issues. And this week would be on communications areas. And I was wondering, uh, did we talk about whenever you went to Heinz and you got those new phones uh, that's supposed to be, you know, of course, telephones communicating? Well, it's just you it's just one desk phone. They they got me a desk phone. They, they were going to get me portable, uh, you know, the old um, wire wireless handset ones, but they didn't. They just got me another desk phone with big buttons on it. Uh, so it's not wireless, it's just plugging the wall phone. Plugging in the wall, it's got the wired the curly cord on it and everything. But that's Nothing. one way to communicate using the telephone. <laughs> and it's got big buttons and not the little small buttons. Got big buttons, and I don't know why. <laughs> I had a an office phone like that. I don't think it was at the church house, it was somewhere. And People, I don't know why people thought that I would like it because I guess my hands are really big. But at the time, I was like, no, I really don't. Just give me a regular size buttons. Yeah. Uh, these days, I might like it better because of my neuropathy kicking in. But um, they can be handy, the bigger buttons. Yeah. Yeah, spread your fingers wide and then just you can feel the. Sometimes you can feel the cracks better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that if you if I would center my hand over the the great big number five button, and just kind of reach to the corner, the top left corner, and poof, there's a one. Top left corner, poof, there's a three. You know, right above it's a two. And if you just keep your fingers centered on that five, it's it's almost the same reach as if you were going to do a regular size keyboard. It's just you're hitting the you know, the, the lower corners on it or the upper corners on the bottom row of buttons. Um, but 
No, I thought it was to have a special system with voicemail and talking and caller ID or something. So I guess not. Mm. Well, I guess we won't talk about that, then, will we? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what other communications areas are there? There was something I saw lately on Apple this I thought would be interesting, uh, but I listened to it. It had to do with a radio something or other. When I heard it, it's like, oh, that's not even a radio. It's talking about making your own music playlist. It's almost like a radio station. It's like, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, I wasn't impressed with it. Uh, so I don't really have an awful lot. I was thinking there'll be something you guys might uh, jump up and be inspired by communicating. Huh. I can't think of anything. I mean, we talked about writing letters and tapes and telephones and computers, emails. Mm -hmm. There's lots of different ways to communicate. Yep. I think we've covered most of them. <laughs> yeah, there's not an awful lot. So people, listeners out there, please, we're desperate. Uh Send us an email, please, or we'll, we'll be one less host. You know, we used to have 10 hosts on the show. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, if you really want to know about how blind people do stuff, maybe you're a blind person and you want to send in a tip on how you do something uh, in particular, uh, maybe it's a communication area, maybe it's a handicraft area, maybe it's... Uh, this a general living skill category. Just let us know because there are people out there who would like to hear your take on things uh, or ask us the question. And maybe we talked about it before, but we can easily talk about it again. Yeah, but I ain't gonna do it. Yeah, but this will be fun no longer. Do we have any email? <laughs> it would be time for email, and I didn't have a chance to look up that weird voicemail. I do have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? This one is called My Funny Hotel Story. I recently went on a trip uh, to stay at a hotel, and it was the first time in my life I'd ever stayed at, hotel, at one. I got checked in just fine, and I went up to my room. Five minutes later, I called the reception desk and told them, you've given me a room with no exits. There's no way out. <laughs> the desk clerk says, sir, that's absurd. Have you looked for a door? I replied, well, there's one door that leads to the bathroom. There's a second door that goes into a cupboard, and there's a door I haven't tried yet but there's a do not disturb sign hanging on the handle <laughs> oh i'm sorry why not the night clock ass there's a do not disturb on the handle <laughs> got ahead of myself uh, i don't know what was so funny but when the hotel clerk could finally stop laughing at me and catch his breath he sent up a maintenance man to remove the sign for me <laughs> leroy t yogo <laughs> Goodness, people take things too literally and <laughs> do not disturb. Oh, I can't go out that door. I don't want to disturb anybody. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to 
So I can find that uh, other method real quick. And voicemail. <laughs> it says, hey, Joe must want to know if July 4th is Terry other plans at that I don't know where you be or sort of fireworks sound effects on the podcast so anyway i'm called to say sure i don't care it doesn't matter i'll write that's all i'll let you know all right bye (laughs) the message i got (laughs) make very little sense other than vaguely we've got to do a podcast on the fourth and something about fireworks (laughs) it should have said jill wants to know that's not what the, oh. I, I figured that out, but I not what the message said. <laughs> but that's how it came out. Anyway, that was uh, the weird email. Yeah. Well, enough about tall, dark, and devastating. Yeah, I see. But uh, but what does that all mean? But with all of that, uh, it seems to have brought us down to the part of the show where we like to do our final thoughts. Here's our final thoughts. Whenever I say brought us down, I don't mean like, oh. I mean, we've arrived at the point. (laughs) Men, If men are from Mars and women are from from Venus, does that mean non-binary people are from Uranus? Yeah! (laughs) Of course they are. I wonder if your age is in San Francisco. Hmm. (laughs) That was in Missouri. Yeah, there is one where you get fudge from Uranus. Uranus. There's, yeah, the chocolate fudge factory in Uranus, Missouri. They make some good fudge there, too. Did you hear about Spider-Man? Signing up for Amazon Prime. He wanted to get free web shipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, if at first you don't succeed, destroy all evidence that you tried. I got a paper shredder. <laughs> uh. I got an Amazon one. I called Amazon and complained about a missing package. They wanted photo evidence. <laughs> <laughs> we need a photo of your missing item. <laughs> well, I would like to test the theory that money can't buy you happiness. Give me money. Make me happy. I would like to test that theory too. <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm sure I could probably rent it for a while. <laughs> what do you call what do you call a cow on the floor? Ground beef. <laughs> I don't usually like to brag about my expensive expensive trips, but I just got home from the vet. <laughs> that one sounds familiar. <laughs> I wonder where you saw that one at. I wonder. 
Yeah, I, on that Facebook post, somebody left a, a comment that says, and the grocery store, and the gas station. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally swallowed a handful of scrabble tiles today. My next bowel movement could spell disaster. <laughs> it sure can. <laughs> What do you use to tell if the hamburger is cooked well enough? Uh, a, a thermometer. Thermometer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Checking those cows. Well, if you're being chased by a pack of taxidermists, don't play dead. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that sounds awfully dug off earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Note to self, never do card tricks for the people that you play poker with. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that one um, from self-experience. A husband asked his blonde wife, did you fix dinner? And she replied, I didn't have it broken. <laughs> if people make you sick, maybe you should cook them longer. <laughs> <laughs> I just found out that... There was a neighborhood meeting about some strange guy on the block. It's funny, but I seem to have missed the invite. I wonder who it is. <laughs> what does Batman like in his drinks? Just ice. Like just what? Is, just ice. Oh, just ice. Oh, yeah. Justice. Yep. No does not mean try to convince me. <laughs> Learn that from your kids, huh? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, there's a fine line between genius and insanity. Uh, I think some people are trying to erase it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I could go on, but I think I could stop there. Yeah, it's easy for you to say that. Yeah, I wonder what other crafty schemes he's got up his sleeve. It's almost time to go home. And so, uh, hey, this is the part of the episode where it's almost time to go home. Happy Independence Day. The announcer might say, yeah, happy Independence Day. Late by the time we listen to this. Uh, but hey, let's have an independence. <laughs> have a whole month of independence. Oh. Happy liberty for all. And while you're out there liberating yourself, uh, leave us a, a comment on the webpage. Send us your own funny email, funny life story. To ask us a question about blindness. Uh, you can also leave us a good rating and review as you stop by your favorite the podcasting directory. Uh, for now, we're done. We're out of here. This is your host Keith saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. That sounds funny. T-S-F.
at thatsoundsfunny.com.